This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, uh, South by Southwest. It's Friday. It's the music portion. It's kind of almost the end of the festival, but we're still here. Uh, and I'm here with Shannon Hayden from Chicago. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. I'm good, man. It's like you can't complain. It's nice. It's chill out. It's music. Um, when did you get into town? I got into town on Wednesday. We had a show then. We had a few shows yesterday, and we have two more shows today. So, so you're just hitting the ground running. Uh, I, I guess. Is that, is that the case? It's my first South by Southwest experience, and so far, you know, I've survived. It's yeah. been great. <laughs> Are you enjoying, like, the shows? Like, you're having a good reception, all that? Definitely. Like, super awesome, actually. Uh, last night we did a really strange show, though. Um, none of us really knew what to, what to think of the whole thing, but um, we had to do... Uh, it was with Lily and Madeline, my band Lily and Madeline, and we had to do two Ramones covers for the, uh, for the Grammy Museum tribute, Ramones tribute show. Um, so we're not quite sure how that show went, but the rest of the shows have been really awesome. Right on. So that was part of the Grammy event here at South by? Yes. Right on. I, I guess so. This is what I've been told. <laughs> How did you get involved in that? Um, I, you would have to ask Lillian Madeline's booking agent, their label. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not in direct contact with them. I, don't, I, just, I just handle the, the instrumental and arrangements and stuff yeah. like that. I don't deal with the label. You just show up when the Grammys call and don't ask questions. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, so uh, you're out on tour right now. You're touring behind your new album. It's called You See the World. And for people who don't know you, you are a, you're a musician. You are, I think, primarily known as a cellist, but that's not all you do. So kind of bring us into some background about who you are, what you do, and kind of like all that stuff. Sure. Um, so I was classically trained on cello since I was uh, seven. And along the way, I just started picking up different instruments, um, guitar, mandolin, anything with strings, not violin. Um, and then, you know, with guitar, that opened up like a whole new world to me um, as far as, you know, learning about sound manipulation, writing, creative um, thought, you know, with, with music. And so I just started eventually sort of writing for cello, which I, I kept up my classical training all throughout grad school, um, but combining cello with the knowledge of guitar. So combining it with music, you know, like technology um, and then writing for that and playing in bands and, and, uh, and then just eventually doing my own act. Um, and uh, it, my own act is, yeah, primarily cello-based vocals, um, you know, electronic heavy at times, sometimes completely stripped down in the set to just like kind of virtuosic cello playing. Um, and then so, yeah, that's my own uh, solo project. And then I also provide like multi-instrumental work uh, for different groups, namely right now Lily and Madeline. Um, I help them, you know, in the studio on all their albums and arrangements and touring. So, yeah. Right on. So it sounds like you knew pretty early on what you wanted to do. Was that the case? Uh, definitely, I guess. Um, for, for, for better or for worse, um, when I was three, I begged my parents for a cello. And so, um, As most three-year-olds do. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for four years, I think, um, I had begged them for a cello until, until they finally were like, I guess this isn't a weird phase. So. How does a three-year-old know what a cello is? 
Uh, well, Most three-year-olds are like throwing tantrums in the cereal aisle. <laughs> I probably did that too. Um, I had cool parents. Uh, they were just playing music constantly in the house as far as like, you know, they were playing the radio, which was awesome. I was born in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, we were listening to the College Station in Lawrence at that time. Um, and my dad was just constantly like records were playing all the time. Um, listening to like late night programs on NPR where they play like the really cool contemporary classical stuff. Um, seeing Bjork on TV for the first time when I was three. You were like the coolest three-year-olds that I've ever heard of. Like other three-year-olds are like watching, I don't know, like Teletubbies. And you're like, that's, that's not credible. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I take no credit for this. The Teletubbies and Barney, they really freaked me out. Well, yeah, they're terrifying. Uh, yeah, they're t- absolutely terrifying. I'm still frightened of them. And, uh, and I just had cool parents playing cool music in the house so I mean I thought it was cool anyway (laughs) so what you know like since you're exposed to so much music at a young age since you have gone on to learn how to play a number of different instruments what is it about cello that makes it kind of your primary vehicle I think it's the most versatile of course I'm biased Mm because I've always wanted to play uh, cello Um, and I've always loved the sound I think it's the closest to the human voice kind of the range Um, the range is huge on it and it's just you know I, I play guitar as well, and it's like I see limitations to both instruments, of course, but with cello, it's like you can sustain a note, you can sure. bow it, you can pluck it. The deepness of the instrument, I think it's a really it's a really good time for that kind of sound right now. Everybody's kind of obsessed with bass uh, right now. Yeah. So, um, And then it can also go quite high as well, and you can get uh, almost like a, especially octaving up, like I do sometimes, or octaving down, you can get the full range of the violin family that way. Um, artificially, but uh, pretty close. So what kind of opportunities does it open? Because it's not as if, you know, you don't, like, turn on the radio and be like, here's another Katy Perry song with cello. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, the most ubiquitous pop instrument. So what opportunities do you find or create with an instrument like this that fits a specific kind of, you know, sound? Oh, now, I'm not that organized to be thinking about. I just, I just sort of sit you down. You just do it. I just do it. Yeah. I just sit down behind the instrument. I just, I just play. I love. Um, I, I, I have kind of an obsession with with melodies, and also I have an obsession with just like sounds, noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think both are kind of featured in my work as a result. They kind of fight each other sometimes. I hope complement each other, but sometimes maybe not. But. Um, but no, I, I don't really think about that so much. I have found, though, that, I mean, I never really, especially after graduating college, I never really thought about playing. I mean, I, I had played cello in, in rock bands mm-hmm. during high school, indie folk groups, all that kind of stuff. But I had never really thought about, oh, what's my place in this group? Uh, usually these groups, I started off on guitar, and uh, then I started transitioning, not transitioning, but adding to the set what I could do with the cello. And audiences loved it yeah you know and even though they were just like oh don't put down the guitar at first and then i picked up the cello and they're like oh wow that's super cool you know hearing a cello like people that. didn't know that they wanted it yet exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and uh so it just became a very popular sound with uh, different groups i play with um i do a lot of studio session work for all kinds of different types of groups yeah and i think also with um you know, I, I, sometimes I play absolutely straight-up cello with these groups. Sometimes it's like, oh, right, we're just going to use it as almost like a, um, a, a noise uh, instigator and then highly affect it from there. You know, it works well like that as well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about trying to put it in a certain niche or find its value. It just seems like people are kind of drawn to it, and that's cool. Yeah. So you released this record, You See the World, that came out in February of this year, right? Yep. Yep, February 19th. 
Yeah, and so you have been touring. It looks like you're doing a lot of gigs. How have those shows been going? Super well. I'm very excited um, that this album is out, and uh, and now I can start playing new stuff <laughs> in yeah. my shows. You know, it takes a while, especially as an independent artist. It takes a while to get these things out to the public. So I've been playing uh, much of the album and different versions of these songs for like a year, you know, so I'm like, oh, I should get it out there. Um, mostly so that I can move on to my other new stuff. So, um, but I'm super excited. It's the first time I released a, uh, an album on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you, you, it's more of a concept album when you do that. You have to re- rethink the structure of, of the album. And I, that was really fun. So. And it seems like people are finding out about it. I'm seeing, like, on your Facebook page, you've got a lot of interviews. You're playing in all these other cities that you're not based out of. So, like, do you feel like people are really finding this album? I, or I discovering hope so. you? I hope so. Um, you know, the, the album for me is just kind of, it's a nice thing uh, for people to, to bring home after they come to the show. For me, right. it's all about the live performance. Um, so I, I feel like as long as I'm doing music, I'm going to be touring a lot. And... Um, as long as people kind of have something to, to, to take away right. uh, from the show, um, other than just, like, the memory. You know, I, I'd love to have kind of a, a piece of art. That's why I was so excited about the vinyl, too. It's like a piece of art that they bring home. I think people still really like having a physical takeaway that means something. Like, people don't want to go to Best Buy anymore and just buy, like, a Red Hot Chili Pepper CD. Right. But if you go to, like, a special, like, Radiohead at the Chicago Theater-type show, and they have, like, a special screen print, like... People will buy that. They want right. something meaningful. Definitely, definitely. I and I would love to do more of that kind of thing. You know, right. uh, different interesting things at the merch table. Because um, I'm all about that. You know, and CDs is just kind of like ah. You know, I broke so many jewel cases back in the day. It's just like vinyl. It's like something you can put up on your wall if you want yeah, it. It can be art. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why this uh, album is the first uh, album. Well. W- w- Oh, I've done a, another one too that was more artwork um, based than like a portrait, and, but this is very much like artwork based. So well, and it seems like there's a whole thing built around this. Like your website's very like it feels like built around this record. Like you know you've got all the touring going on. Um, what's coming up for you in 2016? What's ahead for you now that the record's out and you're kind of like you know it's we're heading into like festival and concert season, all that right. stuff. Well. Um, like I say, I'm an independent artist, so I I do everything myself. I work with uh, other groups as well, who you know I'll open for them on tour, and so it's great. You know, their booking agent does all the work, you know, which is nice. Um, but right now, I'm booked through uh, June, as far as um, I'm. That's opening, awesome. I'm opening for uh, opening and playing with Lily Madeline this month, and also May. And we're working on more summer dates. And then next month, I'm opening and uh, playing with a world artist by the name of Simran. And she's super cool. Um, I've done her. I've worked on her last couple albums with her as well. And she's just like this kind of like psychedelic slash sort of you know this there's, there's chanting. There's like she's one of the only people in the studio who asked me to be weirder. And I was like, absolutely. It's every musician's dream. Absolutely. Um, so I'm so looking forward. This is my first time touring with her. Right and we're doing an East Coast tour um, most of April. So I'm super excited about that as well. And, you know, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you, like other musicians, other producers, like someone wanted to collaborate with you creatively, have you join the performance? Like, is that something you're open for? How can they do that? Absolutely. Um, I love collaborating with other artists. And um, honestly, I've spent uh, quite a bit of time on the road with a couple groups and my own project that I feel like I don't meet other musicians as much as I'd love to 
because I'm not based out of any particular city for very long anymore, it seems like. I mean, I'm, I'm based out of Illinois. Uh, I have a farm, actually, in southern Illinois, and so that's always going to be That's amazing. Yeah, but, um, but I'm just never anywhere for too long, so we right. have to make these connections kind of quick, you know, um, with, with other musicians you want to work with. Um, so, if you do want to get a hold of me, my email. Should I get my email, my if website? If you want to, it's totally up to you, absolutely. You just give this out. Anybody who wants to email me is fine. Um, it's Shannon with two N's, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N, 9-0, at gmail.com. Uh, there it is, man. And my and my website is shannonleehayden.com as well. So you can find all that info there, too. But always open to collaborating with other artists, touring with other artists. It'd be really cool. Absolutely. Um, the record is called You See the World. I've been listening to it. It's really haunting. It's very ethereal. It's got, like, this amazing, like, really rich kind of like emotive vibe to it so it's really really cool um and i'm really glad we got to connect here at south by like i hope we can continue the conversation and like future interviews as you have other things going on thank you so much thank you so much it's been a pleasure you've been listening to a production of dynasty podcast find more dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend